Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. It's me again, Aurelia Lyles. I am your host, and I am so happy to be back here with you today. It seems since we've been into this um, whole quarantine effect, I've been losing days. I don't know about you, but I really, the days just seem to kind of like mesh one into the next, into the next, into the next. And not only are the days moving, rolling right on into one another, so are my calories. They're rolling right on in one to another, and they're just attaching to each other and becoming really good friends. And I don't want them to become really good friends because I don't want to be getting fat and, and gaining weight because I'm quarantined. And I also understand that, you know, when we're in this kind of mode where we're not able to move around as freely as we used to, we have a tendency of overeating, eating the wrong things, and that creates anxiety and all other kinds of issues with our bodies. And today, we have the esteemed honor of having the amazing Camille Rose. Camille Rose is the broth babe, and she's going to talk She's going to talk to us. She's going to talk to our bodies. She's going to talk to our minds, and she's going to talk to us about nutrition and her company that she um, runs. And we're just going to have a a really nice conversation so we can figure out how we can better help ourselves uh, manage what we're going through, through our food, through our diets. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you and introduce to you Camille Rose, the broth babe. Thank you so much. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you because, as you already know, I have a problem, and it's called I don't know how to keep food from going in my face. (laughs) That's a a problem many of us face. You're not alone. (laughs) Yes. But I also know that, you know, diet and um, gut health is extremely important to – everyone in general, but especially for people with autoimmune um, issues. And I understand that um, all of this was born out of um, a situation that you are dealing with. So please share your story with us. Absolutely. I was diagnosed with uh, multiple multiple sclerosis back in 2009, actually July 22nd, 2009. I'll never forget that date. Um, but I made a choice, a decision that day that I would not allow any of my actions to contribute to the progression of the illness. So I began working out. I began um, eating healthy, or at least I thought I was, um, at least trying to be more mindful. And uh, I I was experiencing great results. I mean, my MRIs were coming back uh, with no new lesions. And um, so I just stuck with the exercise more than anything. Um, However, I was still not feeling my best. I felt like there were still 
um, more there for me to learn, and I could do more to help myself feel as good as I could feel. Um, so I began doing more research and uh, reading and decided to take on the autoimmune protocol after much research. And mm-hmm. uh, that is what changed for my lifestyle completely and the way I felt and my energy levels, my brain fog was gone. And uh, that's how Broth Babe was born. Okay. Now, when you talk about, um, I do, well, have had some issues, you know, with uh, an autoimmune situation. And mine wasn't, okay. was it, it was, um, I was briefly diagnosed with um, hypothyroidism. And okay. that, although I don't know what happened, but I don't have it anymore. And they took me off the medication I was on. However, when I was diagnosed initially, I went through, uh, I got to know as much as I can about this because I need to understand. And I found that while I was searching and uncovering and discovering and learning, I realized that everything that I thought was supposed to be about eating healthy was a myth for me. Right. It it was right. It, is that true with you? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you hear so much, you hear so many people uh, talking about, for example, a plant based diet. That's not mm-hmm. going to work for everyone. And just because you're a vegetarian or even a vegan does not mean you're healthy. So, um, yeah, there are there are huge misconceptions out there. Uh, on the autoimmune protocol, meat is your friend. Um, but you listen to the news and they contribute uh, meat with heart disease and then they come back and say, oh, no, it's for you. So really it's a matter of us taking responsibility and doing the research for ourselves and find and, and to find out what works for us individually and, um, you know, going with that. Yes. Now, Okay. We, I, I'm going to start really getting into what I, uh, the questions that I want to ask. Now, with that okay. being said, with that being said, okay, um, some people don't understand the difference between a cruciferous vegetable and a non-cruciferous vegetable, and they don't understand that some things that we eat help prevents our bodies from doing the job they're supposed to do, and we don't know it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, right. Can you explain a little bit about that? About the nutrients that we need in order for our bodies to function, to function properly, at its, yes, at its peak, mm-hmm. yes. Many of us are, especially with the Western diet, are lacking all of the nutrients that we need because our food isn't real anymore. Um, so we're not getting the nutrients that we need. Therefore, our bodies can't fight the way that it was designed to do. Our bodies are actually quite remarkable, and they can do anything on its own, as long as you're fueling your body with the proper nutrients, vegetables, um, fruits, organic, you can, but if not, it's better than nothing, you know, Um, broccoli, anything that we need to get away from saying, I don't eat that. Oh, that's nasty. We need to be eating to live, not living to eat. 
So mm-hmm. um, as long as we get into that mindset, then our bodies can perform the way they need to, and we can start trying to get rid of some of these illnesses that are born out of food and what we're putting in our mouth. Good. That's that's good to hear out loud so people can hear that. Um, like there was a point in time in my life when they said salt was bad. Salt was the devil, and you can't have salt <laughs> in your diet. And I had removed salt out of my diet completely to my best ability. And that was right. not a good thing to do. No, and I didn't it's know not. that. Right. I mean, even drinking a little salt water in the morning can be and have huge benefits for people. So, yeah, salt should not be eliminated from your diet. It's just the type of salt that you should be uh, consuming, like pink Himalayan salt, uh, sea salt. I use, uh, I personally love Redmond's Real Salt. Uh, So you just have to be mindful. You have to do the research and you have to educate yourself and stop relying on the media or, you know, everyone else, your doctor, to tell you what you should and should not be having. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think that with a lot of us, we don't realize that we have to advocate for ourselves with our health care professionals. Otherwise, um, we'll, we'll get mixed messages. We'll get our wires crossed, and we'll be, start thinking and doing certain things that may not work for us. For example, um, I went to, um, when I went to my doctor, and I had... She wasn't available, so the nurse practitioner was available. And I was explaining to her that's when I was going through that whole hypothyroidism situation. I said, but I can't have that because that's a cruciferous vegetable. What do you mean is what she said. I'm like, what do I mean? You have the medical degree, not me. So right, but I said, see, they – Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Doctors don't – doctors only spend about two weeks on nutrition in medical school. That is not their forte. They would much rather you educate yourself mm-hmm. and come back and, and, and inform them what you're doing. They may have knowledge on the different diets, paleo, autoimmune, things like that that's out there, but they're not well-versed or even educated on it because that's not what they do. Mm, so I remember when I told my my neurologist, who happens to be an MS specialist, that I had adopted the autoimmune protocol, his eyes lit up like it was Christmas time. He was so elated that I had taken um, that into my own hands and I relied on him 100% mm-hmm. to make me feel better. Yes, and that was the other thing with me in regards to my situation. I approached the doctor and I told her, I said, look, I don't know about you, but since I've been on this stuff, I felt better initially, but now I don't feel good. Do I really need it? Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know, let's run some tests. And she ran a test. She goes, no, you don't need this. So there's no reason for you to be on it anymore. And my whole thing was, if we don't question things, if we don't ask, we won't know. And where will we be? We will stick ourselves with situations that we really shouldn't be um, Absolutely. sitting with over time because that just makes you worse. The side now, effects and, and things like that that go with the medications that you continue to take, and like you said, you don't even need it anymore. Yes, yes. And, you know, I share that with you because um, 
the autoimmune protocol is really I'm not gonna say it's 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 a restrictive diet, but it's an important diet that we can all kind of um adopt because we need to be able to yes. reduce the inflammation in our bodies. So what are some of the Absolutely. things that um you would recommend that all of us can do to support our, our gut and and um, to make our diets a lot more beneficial to our bodies? Uh, first and foremost, I would start with, you know, adding more cruciferous vegetables, you know, vegetables like cauliflower, cabbage, kale, bok choy. A lot of people stay away from bok choy because they're not familiar with it, but that is a powerhouse in itself. That is the first thing you can do is to start uh, being mindful of what you're putting in your mouth, mouth. because uh, leaky gut and you know, it's the they've they've done plenty of studies now where they're determining that leaky gut is the precursor for all autoimmune illnesses. So if you heal your gut and you begin to be mindful, you may not even cross over into the autoimmune illness. So that's the first thing you could do is to allow your food to be your medicine. And uh, I live by bone broth. That's one thing that I could not, if I had to give up everything, that's the one thing I could not live without. And believe me, when I started the autoimmune protocol and I heard bone broth and I read that I should incorporate that into my diet daily, I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. But, again, we have to get away from saying things like that and, and conditioning mm-hmm. ourselves like that um, and saying, no, this is going to be good for me. This is what it's going to do for me, and I'm going to just do it. So I began uh, incorporating bone broth into my daily diet, and the benefits were just outstanding. Yes, I I I like bone broth. I cook with it on a regular basis. I don't mm-hmm. have it every day, but I can remember when I was a kid, there was something that my grandmother and my mother used to do for me every morning or at least before every meal that I had. They gave me broth to drink. And Isn't that I amazing? Yes, I never understood. I just drank it. I'm a kid, but I mean, I had very few colds. I, I was very yeah. rarely sick, and I never really kind of put the, the two together until I started doing some research, and I saw now that bone broth and some of the other things that they had me doing is really beneficial to your health. Now, absolutely. With the bone broth, how, how does that tie into your company, The Broth Babe? Well, it was, I didn't begin drinking bone broth until I I adopted the autoimmune protocol. But when I would go out, purchase bone broth, there was always an ingredient that was not uh, compliant on the autoimmune protocol. So I had to either risk stimulating my immune system or not having the bone broth, one or the other. So I just began making my own. Uh, started mm-hmm. shopping for the best bones and things like that. And, you know, I was just making it for myself personally. And people would come over and, 
they would tell me, I need to start making this because you have 40-some million people with an autoimmune illness that may be running into the same problem. They go by bone broth. It's always mm-hmm. that one ingredient listed that you can't have. So that's how broth babe and bone broth are tied together. They're one. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That's great. That's amazing because not everybody can take can take lemons and make lemonade, okay? And this is something you did. <laughs> I just knew how it made me feel. It made me feel um, just amazing. And like I said, that was the one thing I could not give up. So if I could just help just one person feel as good as I do with my autoimmune illness, that's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of people, they also adopt, you know, an alkaline diet on top of the um, mm-hmm. the uh, um the eating right and, and, you know, just making sure that their gut is right and they try to get probiotics. It's just so much stuff, and it could kind of confuse you and give you anxiety if you really, you know, just go overboard with it. But um, can you recommend some some staples that we should all have in our diets to help our guts act right and our bodies perform better? Staples. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bone broth. That's one, number one. Um, You should be definitely having or at least shopping, trying to shop for pasture-raised and vegetarian-fed chicken. Yeah, poultry. Try to stay away from poultry that is finished with grains or corn. Um, so that's the same thing with your beef as well. You want grass-fed and grass-finished. That's important. Mm-hmm. You don't want just grass-fed. You want them both to be grass-fed and grass-finished. Um, you would, I would definitely recommend salmon uh, at least twice a week, non-starchy vegetables. I eat sweet potatoes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love root vegetables like beets. Those are I I can't live without beets. That's definitely a staple. Carrots, um, fruits and berries. I eat more berries than fruit because fruit has mm-hmm. a lot of sugar. So I try to. I like the berries because of the antioxidants. So these are things I keep in my house on a on a daily. I have usually have oranges. I usually have apples. Uh, bananas, but I don't eat bananas every day, but I, I just make sure I have them on hand. Definitely keep berries in the house, like I said. Sea vegetables are incredible for you. I love um, eating seaweed. Um, but my staples in my home are sweet potatoes, leafy vegetables such as kale, spinach. I always have cauliflower, broccoli. And uh, everything else, I just I just make with that what I have. With what I have, mm-hmm. I make my dinners out of that. Oh, great! That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, when you were first diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, how did mm-hmm. it change your um, your outlook? How did it change your life? Because um, oftentimes, and I'm not going to lie to you, um, whenever I'm hit with some kind of life altering news. I go into mm-hmm. a shell. Um, 
Yeah. How are you able to, to deal with all of that and come out of it with this amazing um, company called uh, The Boss Bait? Well, I can't take much credit. You know, I'm only led. So I um, I don't know. I really don't know. I just made a decision that day in the doctor's office, I remember. Mm-hmm. I could, and I was actually speaking to my mother about it this morning, that I remember exactly what I had on exactly what I said when she told me. I think I had prepared myself um, prior to the appointment. So I did have that at least. I kind of knew that's what she was going to tell me I had. So um, I'm not saying that everyone just snaps out of it like that. But I did definitely go into a shell where I was ashamed and I didn't want anyone to know that I had this illness, like I had done something wrong. So um I, I definitely went through that, and I was in my um, late twenties, early yeah, mid twenties when I was diagnosed, and uh, had just gotten married. I was a newlywed, had just started a um, very, a career in finance, and you know things were looking up for me, and bam, you hit that wall. So I think what it was for me is that I just decided that I was not going to contribute to like I said, the progression of the illness. I wasn't going to do anything to help it progress rapidly. Um, And I have a mother as an example. She's always been a fitness fanatic, and I wasn't before that. Before, I would just work out before vacation. So it was just a mindset. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm going on vacation. It's time to exercise. So, um it was definitely a mindset and and the results that I was uh I was achieving from the exercise and being mindful about what I ate, getting plenty of rest, eliminating stress, toxic relationships, all of that played a role. Okay. Well that's good because um this is good advice for people for our listeners because they don't realize people don't really realize and understand how a lot of these these mitigating factors can contribute to your health declining. You know, yes, you, you get, yes. you know, toxic relationships, a lot of stress, and mm-hmm. those things, and lack of exercise, those are all contributors. And we have in our possession, in our reach, in our um, within ourselves, we have a lot of things that can prevent us from going left on a situation. Um, some things are genetic that we can't control, but there are some other things right. we have complete control over, you know. So we need to learn to adapt and adjust and and gravitate to the good stuff and leave the other stuff alone. Now, that's actually a mantra for MS, anticipate, adapt, and adjust. Okay, great. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with um, your company, how can people find you and what other products do you you sell and what other information do you provide on your website on my website um it's com. you can find my bone broth um it's still very new uh, but i will be offering things like uh collagen water and salt water to do the salt water detoxes and things like that as well Um, But you can also go and find out more information about the autoimmune protocol, about autoimmune illnesses, the importance of moving your body, 
um, the importance of even bone broth fasting. I, I recommend fasting on bone broth for three days. To this. It can mm-hmm. do wonders for you. So you can go, you can visit the website and, and uh, get all of that information. And you can also contact me um, for any more information that you need or nutritional tips, things like that. And I oh, also great. have an Instagram, and that is It's ITS Broth Babe. Okay, great. I'm glad we have a uh, a way to reach out to you because I know um, I, I had this really big question. Once you open the container of broth, how much time before it's longer than good? <laughs> <laughs> seven days. I only leave it in the refrigerator for about five to seven days. Mine doesn't last that long in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. So I keep mine frozen until I need it. Um, but oh. usually five to seven days. Okay, because I'm like, I can't seem to use it fast enough, and I wind up throwing it out. So what? I just needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot because yeah. it's usually just a little bit left in the container, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I'm just going to put in it. I don't need to use the whole thing, so I put it in the refrigerator and forget that it's there, and then time has gone by, and I wind up having to pour it out. But oh, now you know, it's, that it's great. Bone broth is great for deglazing your pans after you, you know, make some type of meat or something like that, mm-hmm. or vegetables as well. And you could just drink that. You don't always have to have a cup. You can take a shot of it if you if that's all you have. So it's better okay. than not putting it, getting it in your system. Okay, that's you good. Get creative that's, with it. Yeah, that's good to know because I love it, and I have a whole bunch of it stacked in the um the the cupboard so I just want to be able to use it as much as I can so I'm glad we had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> well I am too I'm all about bone broth so. oh good now um what advice would you give to our listeners who you know are just out there and they're trying to figure out because we're all going to be in a whole new paradigm once this is over. What advice would you give yes. to them moving forward? I would say this is the time to focus on your health, your wellness, your overall balance in life. This is the perfect time to do that and to evaluate what you're eating and what you want to do moving forward, how you can set yourself apart from the vulnerable as they are calling the people that are supposed to stay in the house. And and that is what you can do for yourself. You don't have to wait on anyone to tell you what to do. Take responsibility for your own health. And I would start even just walking and just preparing yourself for when it's time to get back out there, walking and doing more research on things that you may be experiencing and just taking in all the knowledge and stuff that you can right now. We don't have anything but time on our hands right now. So there's just no excuse. And I appreciate that. I say that to, you know, I've been saying that a lot to our listeners because, you know, when you're stuck and you can't go anywhere, you feel like you've lost your um, your ability to control things. You have you no longer have control mm-hmm. over anything your life. So um, what do you do? And this is a time where you figure out what where you want to go and how you want to go. 
Yeah. How do you see yourself moving forward? We're not hopefully going to be stuck like this forever. So how do you see yourself moving forward? Do you see the healthy you, the vibrant you, or the one that you've just been dragging around all this extra bloat, whatever it is? Because I can tell you, like, once I started cutting out all that, the, all the processed food, you you feel lighter. So it's almost like, man, I was carrying all that around with me. So That's great because I know I'm carrying it around with me. <laughs> Yes, but the beauty of it is for me is that, you know, I'm aware and I can do something about it. There are some people Mm -hmm. who are not able to do something about it the way they want to, but I have complete control over what's going on with me. And all I can do, I can joke about it because I'm doing something about it. Right. But, you know. You don't want to wait until you have to do something about it. Right. Like that in my case, correct. that's mm-hmm. I had waited until I had to do. I had no other choice. Either I was going to contribute to it or live my best life, and I decided to try to live my best life. But again, it was not until I was faced with this illness, and I just mm-hmm. would love to help prevent people from even experiencing that. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you that this was a very good conversation for me. And I would love to have you come back on the show and we can talk about recipes, if that's something you would mind doing. I would love to. I had a ball. Oh, Thank you so much. You're Anytime. Welcome. So, yeah, so we can have, we're going to be locked in for a while. So. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. We could do this. <laughs> yeah, so get some recipes together and maybe, you know, next week we can do this again and have some recipes for our listeners. Sure. That'd be great, um, actually. I love that. Okay. Okay, great. So I'll um, speak to Rochelle, and we'll work on rescheduling you to come back again with some recipes that we could try and um, and move forward with working towards that new, healthier you after the quarantine. After post-quarantine, living your best life. Right. That's right. Post-quarantine, living your best life. You got it. Okay, thank you so much. This was this for me was a lot of fun. Me, likewise, it really was. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. So to all my listeners out there, please join us next week. I will post the date and the time where Camille Rose will come back with us, the broth babe, will come back with us with some recipes that we can kind of try to infuse and institute and push it all into our new diet that we're going to be working on post this quarantine session we're having going on right now. So I would like to thank her immensely for coming on the show. And to all my listeners, I would like to say thank you so much for being loyal listeners and and joining me. Um, I hope that the information that you're receiving from these shows are beneficial and helpful to you. And I always say that you have to really look at your destiny, your life, and your experience to figure out what you want to do with your life next because you have all this time, and this is the best time to start living your life the best you can and following some of those dreams. So let's do it. So I will be back with you again next week. So let's move forward. Let's get going. And, Camille, let's say goodbye to our listeners. Goodbye, everyone. Good health to you all. Thank you. (laughs) God bless. Bye.